Today on CityCast Denver, it's Paul and Bree again, and this is the thrilling finale of the Casa Bonita saga of 2021. Bree, you and I just listened to this episode with Dana Rodriguez. Wow. What a badass lady. What a cool person and a talented chef to bring in to save Casa Bonita's food. <laughs> it needed saving. Yeah. I mean, who could who could have been better? Who could have been a better pick? She just has such a she just has such an incredible like energy in this interview too. It was like it's obvious that we caught her in the middle of a very special moment. Um and that moment of course was mid-November, uh so a little over a month ago, I guess, and uh this was when the South Park guys were just rolling out the first announcements of of changes they were going to make. And the big one, of course, was hiring Dana Rodriguez to be executive chef of Casa Bonita. And I remember this week we were all really excited about this news. And on Friday, in our Friday show, um, Peyton, our resident foodie, gave us a lowdown on who Dana Rodriguez is. I think we should probably just play that clip. She's a big name. She's a She's a big name in the Denver culinary world. You know her. Um, she does work in class and super mega bien. I, admittedly, I've never been to work in class, um, but it has a, a stellar reputation. Most food writers I know have been there. Um, but super mega bien, I have been to multiple times and it's, it's incredible. So, um, needless to say, if you're a food writer or a foodie in Denver, um, chances are, you know, Dana Rodriguez, she's a big name. And I was, I was surprised that they brought in s- such big guns for this. Brie, have you gone to eat at working class or super mega bien since the announcement? No, I still haven't. Um, I was absolutely convinced um, by Dana's enthusiasm and just how she, how she talks about food should be good. It should be fresh quality ingredients that make you feel good. That was the thing that really struck me about this conversation, Paul, with Dana is that, um, she, you know, she's respecting the old menu. She's going to be recreating a lot of the things that you're used to seeing on the menu, but with fresher ingredients. And something that she said was that, you know, there's this age old acceptance of Casa Bonita. Like you go in spite of the food. You go to a restaurant in spite of its food, <laughs> which is as as the professor of fun said is a well, quandary, but it's a thing that we do. And what I loved Dana said was like, why do you have to feel bad after eating at a restaurant? Like, why can't we have good, sustainably sourced food as well as this incredible experience? And that was just one of the things, one of the gems from her in this conversation that made me feel light years better about this potential change to Casa Bonita. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think the thing that stuck out most for me, though, was the moment when she talked about why she likes doing work in restaurants, why she likes this this career. And it wasn't because she's some like creative food person. It was because she thinks about restaurants as a platform and employment for, just for having a positive impact in your community. Um, and I think that was representative in, in the other announcement that Matt and Trey made around the same time. They said they were gonna pay all of Casa Bonita's employees to uh, to just go volunteer in the community until the restaurant reopens sometime next year. And I just thought, wow, you know, that was my biggest concern with this purchase. These, you know, Matt and Trey, they're Colorado guys, but they're outsiders, they're Hollywood guys. And here they are. Yeah. 
investing in the community. Yeah, and I think um, her picking her too, and and actually addressing the food right away, I think was a good a PR wise, very smart move on their part to say, okay, so we are going to change some stuff, you guys, but it's going to be this thing that is like the not secret secret of Casa Bonita, which is the food sucks. And I have long been a defender of the food for many reasons. One, I didn't think it was that bad. Whatever. But also, my my argument, <laughs> mm-hmm. my argument was, it's for kids. And as a kid, I don't have a single memory of the food being bad. I didn't care. Sure. I didn't. I mean, I didn't go there to eat. You went there to play. Uh-huh. So it was kind of like an adult argument to be complaining about the food. But Dana really reframed that for me. Like, why can't we have good food here? And so um, Trey and Matt saying the first thing to roll out about this change is the food was very smart on their part. And it it got me it got me on their side. Mm. Also, Dana said they're going to keep the line. So the sort of cafeteria style line, which is huge. Again, listen to the Professor of Fun episode to understand why the line is important. But also they're going to make fresh tortillas in that sad window that's been empty forever that kind of just looks like. She's going to reinvigorate things that have not been working for a long time. We should expect more. And now we're going to get more. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. You know, I I have to say, though, that, you know, fresh making tortillas, when she said that, that was the one moment of pause for me because it reminded me of this. I read a story about this local tortilleria called Rocalitas Tortilleria. Rocalitas, I think is how you say it. That sold tortillas to Casa Bonita for, for years and years. And now, you know, I guess they're, they're going to lose this contract. Yeah, I'm sure they got other stuff going on. It's not going to be devastating, but um, it's just an interesting change. And I guess a small, sad note. I don't know. Oh, I didn't know that. God, Paul, I think we switched roles for a minute there. You sound like me. <laughs> Which again, I like the way things used to be. Yeah. <laughs> but also things change. And this is a, a thing that people like me, have hard times with. Our city has changed a lot. And sometimes it's for the better, but sometimes we lose certain things. And that's just the nature. This is a business. I mean, when we get down to it. So yeah. overall, this is a good positive change. I hope Rocalita still has some big contracts elsewhere to sell their tortillas too. Um, and you can go to Casa Bonita and have a really killer cocktail from what, um, from what Dana was saying. They're really going to, they're going to do some cool stuff and have good food. Casa Bonita will have good food. My son will never know a Casa Bonita with terrible food. What a wild concept. I love it. I'm sold. Well, all right. I think that's a perfect place to wrap up this, uh, the story of the year, obviously the story of the year here in Denver, and it's a feel-good story. The Casa Bonita saga, we got a happy ending. We're obviously going to have to go eat there when it reopens next year. Uh, That will be a fun episode. I can't wait. And I hope you all enjoy, in the meantime, this interview. Bree's interview with uh, Casa Bonita's new executive chef, Dana Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, December 22nd, 2021, and this is the finale of the Casa Bonita saga. Dana Rodriguez, welcome to CityCast Denver. Thank you. Can I ask how you connected with the South Park guys? 
I mean, this is so interesting because I've been telling everybody, you know, like I applied at Casa Moneda 20 something years ago and they don't hire me. So when I get the phone call, I, you know, I usually get a lot of phone calls for catering, for the restaurant or whatever. I have three places. So I thought it was just like a holiday party or something and someone just calling me. So I'm like, ah, hello, I wanted to see what's that about it. And they tell me, oh, we have something for you to interview with those guys to see if you're interested to do the food at Casa Bonita with Matt and Trey. So I just literally look at my phone and I'm like, this is going to be a joke. Like, no, <laughs> I don't think so. And I, you know, I'm, I don't have much social media, but I he hear the news that they're buying the, ha the Casa Bonita. So I kind of started thinking like, well, maybe it's true. But I kind of hesitate at the same time. Um, but yeah, it was a phone call and then it made me so excited. And I said, yeah, let's go for, let's go for the interview. And then everything is moved so fast after that. I meet those guys and they're amazing. And it's just something like crazy in my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so did you, did you cook for them or had they just, had they heard about your wonderful restaurants? I'm sure they heard about my restaurant. You know, they 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 are uh, people from Colorado, and they always and the news, and they always read it and you know see things around. So I'm sure they know about it. But yes, that's one of the things. After the interview, when we talk, that was the next step. We they wanted to taste the food, and I'm like, absolutely. I was so excited just to meet them. You know, I'm just like, even yeah. if I don't get this job, I'm like, fuck yeah, I can see I, I meet those guys. So I was so excited. And I was kind of nervous and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know how they are or all of those things. So yeah, um, I say we can cook at Super Mega Bien right before we open for service. So, you know, we have a little bit of time to taste and talk and all of that. And as I was bringing the food and they're eating, they're like, yeah, this is great. And I'm just like, okay, I hope that means yes, it's good. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so that was, that was very exciting just to get to know them and also just to see that they are real humans you know when it comes like let's interview let's taste and let's talk about how we can make something exciting yeah this episode is brought to you by the colorado wine board because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust i mean think about bigsby's folly and infinite monkey theorem here in denver alone and there are urban wineries all across the front range then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade, hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. And so you're obviously a busy person. You run multiple restaurants. Why did you want to take this on? You know, it's, I mean, working for those guys, I think anyone who has the opportunity would not take, would, would say, no, this is not the right thing to do. I'm about to open my bar. Uh, so I was already busy with that. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of hard work to work behind the restaurants and my places that you can see here, they're pretty small, you know, 50, 60, 80 seats for the most. But we can do 500 people a night in these little places. So when I hear that, I say, okay, how many meals do we have to do there? That was my first 
fear, you know, because I like yeah. to make things in my own way. And I know some things take a little bit of time and all of that. So it was a fear behind me, but I say, I absolutely can do it. Like I can make anything uh, that you, you put me as a challenge. You know, Casa Bonita is an iconic place in Colorado. And I'm from Mexico, so I'm like, I, they never have, like, the real Mexican good food. Right. So I'm like, this is the opportunity to, you know, I always say my business and everything that we create are just a platform. So you can do employment, so you can do nonprofits, and you use all of those things for that. So I'm like, oh, my God, having good food there that people can go to have an entertaining, to have a great drink, and now to have a good food. This is like a dream come true. Like, hell yeah. So <laughs> I was so excited to be part of that. Again, a little bit afraid and kind of scared. But at the same time, it's like, we got this. Like, this is this is going to be amazing. Dana, you're making me feel so much better about this already. I just want you to know there was this fear like, oh, gosh, it's going to change. But um you know, you're making this great point. You're kind of bridging that Denver-Mexico gap that was there. You know, it's it's obviously a, a fictional place, but if you can bring some elements to it that really elevate the food, and, and I, I think that it's, I'm so excited now just talking to you. You know, one of the things, I was talking to one of the people that there, you know, people used to go there for years and years and years. One of the comments that people say, having a shitty food there that was part of the whole thing, right? right? And I say, I agree. That was part of the, you know, being on the line for many hours and waiting with your tray on it and the food get cold and then you get a seat and you see the entertaining, so you forget about the food and everything. And I say, that's one thing. Another one is like, it wasn't really, really good food. And sometimes people don't feel good after next day or whatever. So I say, that those things can change. You know, especially these days now, people is very careful about what we eat, what we drink, sustainable food, sustainable drinks, and all of that, I say, and it's just like a culture that I created in 20 years here at, in Colorado. You know, it's just cooking good food. It's not fancy. It's just quality food. Something I've been curious about is that we don't really see the kitchen, the actual kitchen as customers. You know, there's the window where they used to make tortillas. It's been kind of empty. And then you walk along this line and then food comes out of a hole in the wall. So have you seen the kitchen? Is it, what are you working with back there? Oh my God. Yes. So I, I started, I, I don't know, maybe like three weeks ago, just to see the building. And it's a massive kitchen. You know, my restaurants are like these little uh, 12 foot hoods. And when I see that, I'm like, holy shit, I get lost into that place. <laughs> and, you know, there are some people that they are there since they opened 1974. Some of the employees are there for that long. So I asked him, like, what is that piece of equipment? How do you use it? What used to do there? It was <laughs> things that I don't ever see in my life. And I'm like, holy shit. Well, now we're going to actually have a good ovens and a good uh, equipment. So we're going to do everything efficient, you know, very efficient and keep the quality. And part of that, I wanted to show a little bit more, like, my restaurants are always open kitchens. People get really into see and watching like what is people doing for me and when you make your drinks and all of those things are important. So we're going to do a little bit of that. The tortilla, like you're going to make it, I'm going to make it big. So I'm going to have all the girls making everything. So when you're getting into the line, everything is back to normal. Everything is going to be house made and people are going to be able to see what with their eyes, what they're eating. So that's going to yeah. be one big improvement. 
And, you know, I think when we think about better and fresher ingredients, that can sometimes mean it's going to cost more. Is that an issue you've been thinking about? The reality is, like, we have that idea because sometimes we shop, like, Safeway, King Supers, Sprouts, and then we have Whole Foods. Sometimes stores that they don't have a big name have a really good quality produce without overcharging. So we wanted to do the same thing. We're going to bring all the quality. It's the reality. It's a, it's a big place. More you order, cheaper it gets. But you're going to be able to use it fresh and keep cooking every day. We're going to make that a factory. You know, I always watch the movie when it's like the chocolate factory uh, thing. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's what we're going to be doing. We're just going to be cooking and cooking. And it's going to be 24-7. Yes, people all you know, all the time they're working and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm excited. I think it's it's interesting. Like I said, you don't see the kitchen. So that's an interesting part to me is like, are you guys planning on opening it up more? Or are you just thinking of that window where the tortillas are made? We're going to keep the line for sure because that's part of the history. People like to be online. It's going to be probably more yes. exciting and everything is going to be clean. You know, like ceilings and floors and carpets and the pool and all of that. Everything is going to stay. You know, we've been trying to tell people, you know, we're changing nothing and improving everything. Those guys have the ability to... to put things in a better way. So I wanted to keep the line. There are areas that you're going to see the people cooking and prepping, and you're going to see your food in front of you when we're plating. Maybe I'll be there asking you, do you like chili? Do you have enchiladas? Do you like pozole? Like, you know, it's going to be more interaction with the customers so they start falling in love as soon as they get into the line. So are there... Are there old recipes? Like, do you, have you seen how they made what they made? I think that's the one thing is people, there are people out there that like the food, but. Over the, <laughs> over the time, things change, right? Like everything else. So when we're doing the cleaning and taking everything, all the equipment and everything, we find little pieces, like literally like good pieces. And then it has like a paper on top and then kind of like they seal those and those are the recipes oh so the recipes are like laminated in pieces of paper when people try to change something you can see like the little scratches like they try to change like a number maybe to make it bigger so they keep all of that as part of the history i mean i'm sure in the beginning they used to do some prepping and then things change and then you know they stop making the tortillas there and then all of that i mean over the time you know um, I mean, it's a big challenge to have a big place like that. Yes, with the maintenance, with the labor, with the, yeah. yes, the whole production, right? So I think what I wanted to learn is put all those recipes together, you know, and keep the names, keep the, you know, they used to go for the enchiladas. That's one of the things I always say. The day that they don't hire me, I say, God damn it, I can make better fucking enchiladas. I was so mad. Because you original 20 plus years ago when you came to Colorado, you applied you applied to be a dishwasher at Casa Bonita. Because they I just moved from Mexico, right? And that was a thing we always look for, a familiar mm. concept, you know, Mexican restaurant or whatever. So, um, yeah. yeah. But I think now I can say I can make those recipes on my own way. I'm going to do the sauces from the scratch. We're going to do the tortillas in-house. We're going to bring the, be the best cheeses that we use in Mexico. So when you taste it, it's going to be a great enchilada. It's maybe the same name because we wanted to keep it that way. We want people to go back for all the reasons that they used to, but now in a better way. 
I, it's funny. So I have a five-month-old boy, and I'm thinking he's never going to experience the bad food at Casa Bonita. He's only going to know this <laughs> wonderful version, and I kind of love that. This is a next chapter for for Casa Bonita. And the sopapillas are going to be there. So, oh yeah, what's going on with that? That I mean, that was like the one thing people said wasn't bad. But are you going to still elevate that? Make that your own thing? I get all new equipment, so it's going to be you know the machines are better. We're going to use their recipe. I respect that a lot because I love them. They're delicious. I'm going to probably do a little things extra. You know, I do my own like dulce de leche and other things that you can add it to it, but I'm not changing anything for what it was. And that is the beauty of what we, those guys trying to do, you know, Matt and Trey, they try to keep everything. The way that people used to love that place is going to be the, the, the best. And you know, but with more customer service, with more like beautiful, clean. Yeah, just clean it up a little. Yeah. So it's going to be, uh, uh, the all and the best. (laughs) Do you have kids? I have three daughters. They are adults now. I have uh, grandkids. I have my granddaughter. She's seven. My grandson is two. Oh, they'll be perfect age to go to Casa Bonita. I, when I I text my daughters the night before we we release the news, so they are like, "Mom, what the hell? Why you don't tell us anything?" <laughs> and I text them the next morning and I say, "I'm gonna take my grandkids over there to see the old one and then the new one when it's ready." He said, "What about us? We're." Your kids and I'm like, no, you're adults. You're 26 years old. Like, I'm gonna take my babies now. Well, Dana, thank you so much for taking some time to talk to me and and sort of calm my fears about Casa Bonita. I'm so excited now. Thank you. I appreciate you. Have a good day. Really hope you enjoyed the Casa Bonita saga of 2021. Obviously, this story is not over. I mean, the restaurant's going to reopen next year, and who knows how that's going to go. But one thing I know for certain is that uh, we'll be there to talk about it. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, take a minute to tell a friend about us. Actually, no, tell a friend about Dana Rodriguez. She is awesome. We've got more episodes for you, reruns of some of our old favorites coming up tomorrow and next week, and we'll be back with new episodes on January 3rd. In the meantime, rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter at denver.citycast.fm. See ya! I'm not, no, I'm no longer tied to the idea that the food being shit is acceptable.